Hey, you're drinking house coffee, unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open. Let us pour you a cup. But the red light's on and the numbers are rolling. So every other time, that's been true. So I presume that's uh, how that works. Hey, guess what? This is episode seven. Episode seven, dude. Congrats. Yeah. I'm glad we made it this far. I'm so (laughs) impressed with us both. Now, as of today, we're still hoping that episode six drops Thursday. Yeah. Because I only just sent those files to TJ, my bad. But um, I'm sure that that'll be fine. I'm sure by the time you hear this, you'll also have heard episode six on Thursday, just like you expected to. Yep. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, how you doing? Yeah, doing great. Yeah? It's a lovely day. Good. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. I've had a good day running around with my boy. And um, has hit up some specialty coffee shops. And uh, okay, just Where one. Where did you go? Actually, we just went to one. Jacob Alejandro. Where's that? It's in Troy. Okay. Uh, J.A. Coffee Culture is uh, maybe the more formal name, but it's named for the two guys that own it, um, Jacob and Alejandro. And they're real deep in like the specialty coffee world. They kind of do a good job of marrying like, mod- like um, I don't want to like, compare them to anything denigrating. (laughs) But they do a good job of making coffee interesting, right? Because sometimes for me, I'm I'm satisfied with the low-key, like, this coffee tastes like blueberries and cherries, you know, and it's it's like it's straightforward and it's just coffee. But they've got really fancy drinks that they make out of coffee. So it's almost a little more boutique, a little more like an espresso martini. It, I don't. I don't think they have any alcoholic things, but but yeah, like along that realm. Yes, coffee served in champagne flutes and like Ooh, pretty yes, fancy. pretty drinks. Um, Jake is uh, culinary institute trained. What's the name of this place again? J A Coffee Culture. Oh. Jacob Alejandro uh, in Troy. They've been open a two, two or three. No, three three years, three or four years. I rarely get to go there. I've, I've, uh, I just happened to be going to Troy for something else. So I, I took a little uh, stroll over there and um, got myself an espresso and a filtered coffee. Uh, I got the boy his bottle <laughs> all warmed up <laughs> with some hot water from the coffee bar. Thanks to those guys. And, uh, and that was a good little day. We, did, we had to go to the restaurant. I saw the picture restaurant you store. Oh, yeah. With when, his bottle in the coffee cup. That when was the, really When the boys hot. get coffee. I, I laughed to myself when yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. This, this this cup right here, if you check out the video at all on this episode, um, this is an insulated mirror mug. And so I take this with me out and about because I can get hot water pretty much anywhere, Stewart's or, or whatever coffee shop. And then I just put the bottle in there mm-hmm. um, and it works really well to warm that up. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I rinse it out and then I put coffee in it. Follow Rich for more dad hacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, today we're talking to you about five-star experiences. Yeah, we put a poll out. Well, kind did of. you put a poll? A question. I did. Put a question. questionnaire out Oh, there. a question, yes. Yeah, we Sorry. wanted to get people's thoughts. What yep. is a five-star experience to you? What was the last one you had, I think, was the way you, you had framed it. Um, where? Where. Yeah, I, I, like, 
I like the way you put that. I reposted the question because the first time around I only got two responses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We weren't we weren't expecting a ton of stuff out there, yeah. but just this. I'm excited because this is the first time we get to. Yeah, we haven't talk, gone over this. Doing well, yes, yes. But I, what I mean is, this is the first time we get to talk on an episode with engaging with people's input. Yes, you know, thoughts from other people in, implemented into our conversation. Mm-hmm. So. Um, just gives us a little bit extra stuff to riff on and and think through for as long as my phone's battery lasts. <laughs> okay, well... Well, maybe um, you should go first then. I mean, maybe. I don't know. So we're talking about five-star experiences? Yes, well, okay, this is why... The, okay, go ahead, sorry, I don't want to... Well, I just want to summarize before we we go into it. Yeah, go ahead. You're probably going to say the same kind of thing. Yeah, we're, we... Well, it was your idea, but, um, like... Yeah, I don't even know why I thought of it. I, but don't I texted know either, you and but I was like, five-star experience. Yeah, we should and talk about that. we want to talk about, because we're business owners, and we hope to give five-star experiences to our clients and customers, and so we wanted to talk about that on our podcast. And also, you know, what makes a five-star experience? Because it's going to be different across yeah. the board in industries. So... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's such an interesting phenomenon. I think that's, like, I'm intrigued by reviews, okay? I'm intrigued by the phenomenon of reviews of businesses. I get them. I don't leave a lot of them myself, maybe because I've seen the other side, you know? Um, The only one-star review I've ever given, I think is to uh, to the restaurant supply store, which I'm not even going to name it. I'm just telling you it's the restaurant supply store in our area. It's the only one. My review literally says, if there was another option, I wouldn't go here. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no other option. And, and they know it. And it's not like every time I go, it's a one-star experience. It's just that I've been going there for five years. And, and like as a baseline, it's a one-star kind of experience there. Um, wow. Or at least it has been over time. Okay. You know, I gave a five-star experience to a business, and then I changed my mind and I took my review down. That's hilarious. <laughs> so it's not up there anymore. Do you leave reviews with, uh, like, data? Do you like, leave a lot of reviews? I don't unless the business asks me to because okay. I work with a lot of individual sole proprietors, yeah. contractors, inspectors, um, attorneys, things like that. So sometimes um, a person or a small business will send me a link to review. And if I had a good experience, of course, I'll leave a five-star review. But I maybe was a little bit too enthusiastic about the review I left this particular business and uh, ended up working with them somehow again. And I had a terrible experience and I took the so review couldn't, down. Couldn't back up what you had said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I stand by my word. Hey. If it, if it, I'm, I'm evolving. So I'm willing to, to change a review. If yeah. It's, if well, it's so on my one star review, I have actually edited it, but I didn't, re- I didn't delete the old one. I just wrote probably like update with a new date on it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it's kind of mean, but I stand by it. You know, if they start <laughs> upping the game out there, look. I'm not here to judge. I'm just telling you, like, you're re- literally a restaurant business. Restaurants exist in the hospitality in- hospitality industry. It's not like we don't want hospitality when we go out, but whatever. Yeah. 
I'm glad we're starting from this place of how you and I are engaging <laughs> with reviews because that's, I mean, you know, that's that's what makes, yeah, that's where I'm coming from is like, okay, at Storied, we have largely had, um, we've largely had a 4.9 on Google for pretty much the entirety of our existence. Five is almost impossible to have on Google when you get beyond a certain number of reviews. Um, so I don't hold out for a five. 4.9, I was like, that is very generous. We're very fortunate to have that. I feel like we just have people who are very generous in their reviews. And I'm I should almost leave a like, reviewed for a story. Please do. Not to fish for it, but like, you know, the more the merrier. And so now, right now, currently, to my knowledge, we're down to 4.8. Um, and I think that's still good. 4.8 is... It's very rare to see a four point eight business on yeah. on Google now on on Yelp. Um, you Yelp know, doesn't count. We could do a whole episode on Yelp, actually, but I'm not here. I don't. My thing with Yelp, I just let it. I let it exist, and then I just don't interact with it. The only thing I try to do is try to keep my hours updated there, but mm. that's about it. And that's because that's because Apple Maps syncs with your Yelp hours. Um, oh. So if anyone ever tells me like, oh, your hours are wrong on Apple Maps, I'm like, that's because I have pretty much no control over that as far as I know. Um, that's a good tip for people out there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Apple uh, Maps syncs with Yelp. To my knowledge. As far as I've seen and explored, that is, uh, that's the majority of, I think I think that's where they import that data from. I don't use Apple Maps very much either. Me neither. Um just kind of a Google person, despite my love for Apple. Okay, anyway, this isn't about all that. This is about reviews. Yep. <laughs> so um, you, Google's my go-to. We try to keep things updated there as far as hours, and um, we don't respond to a lot of reviews, I'm not going to lie, but we do receive most of our reviews on there. On Yelp, I kind of feel like if you're like a 4.5, you're actually doing okay, so the standard there is What's lower. What's your status on Yelp? The last I checked, I think it is 4.5. Oh. Um, people huh. on Yelp, it's just like a different flavor of like reviews in my experience and a different flavor of, I don't know. I'm actually, you know what? Honestly, if you're a Yelp user out there, I'm kind of here to call you out because there's literally a, there's literally a group called Yelp Elites. <laughs> and wow. And it just, it just starts off on the wrong foot with me, all right? And it's, it's to my... It's for my taste, just a little bit of like too much. Uh, how can I put it? Bougie. It's it's like you're trying to be something. It's like you're trying to be a foodie or a food critic. And I mean, let's talk about foodies. But look, I'm not here. I don't exist for foodies. Okay. Yeah. I, if 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 we're out here winning foodies as a result of what we do, and that's just like a bonus. But I'm not here to play to the foodies. And I'm sorry. Um, that's probably yeah. why we don't have as much business as we <laughs> as we should, you know. Step it up, Jacob Alejandro, foodies, definitely foodie like heaven. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's where uh, that's where you want to go. Um, storied, we got good stuff, and if you're a foodie, I think you'll appreciate it. But we're not like dressing it up the way yeah. f- I think I think the way sometimes it goes. But anyway, Yelp, just not not my vibe, dude. All right, not my vibe. Also, the business model. And we're not here to talk about Yelp and business models right now, but are we though? <laughs> I don't know. Are you familiar with Yelp at all? 
I don't use it, no. Okay, so, and you can list any kind of, I think any business can be listed on Yelp. Here's something you might not know. You can't get rid of your profile on there. And that's well and good. I mean, you know, the principle is that consumers should be able to review a place. And I don't think you could, um, maybe you can unclaim it. Maybe that's the way you can do it. And then I think you can do the same thing on Google. They're kind of like the same, but. But we're here to talk about our five-star experiences. Well, I'm telling our... you about how the, the one-star review, the one-star experience I'm having with Yelp. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm framing it that way right <laughs> now for my convenience. But, well, okay. The reason these are, things are relevant is because of, these are the channels for reviews. Often. You might also, if you're running a business, try to get some reviews on a website, you know, or uh, solicit them via email. I don't know. There's different ways to get reviews from customers. Um, And I'm interested to hear your perspective, actually, because you're not a restaurant or like a Google. Do you even have a business on Google? I just created a business page on Google like a week ago, (laughs) but not because of this podcast, because just to get more reviews other than Zillow. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's my platform for reviews. So I don't even know what that looks like for yeah. a non-physical. I had to create. I a guess business if you had page. an office, like like does a, do real estate brokerages have Google listings? I would think they would because they yeah. have a physical building you're yeah. going to. But you don't have a physical. I use my broker's address as my address. Okay. And I use my cell phone number as my number. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I'll have to go look at. I'll have to go yeah. look for that and, and leave you a, leave you a review. I'll yeah. try to be honest. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I mean, Zillow reviews for me are where like used to be the thing because yeah. you wanted to have five star on Zillow, which I do, but I just don't really like. I'm not really good at asking people for reviews. Okay, everybody, go leave Maggie a review. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, unless you want to, unless you've experienced her five star yeah. service. And totally. Then, yeah. Don't commit fraud if you actually haven't worked with me. Definitely don't do that. Because then I'll get. So Zillow is like a place where realtors work. Tell me more. Tell me more about Zillow. You don't Zillow. know what Zillow is? I'm, look. <laughs> no, just We've kidding. talked about my reticence toward permanence. <laughs> That's all right. right. <laughs> I've never had the luxury of buying a house or. Totally. Or even really looking. Probably Christine is more familiar. So the way it works on Zillow is I can have an agent profile. So I can have a profile because I, my real estate license is tied to a brokerage and I can have an actual profile for uploading listings and, and things like that. And my clients can leave me reviews based upon their experience. And that way, if somebody's looking to sell their house or looking to buy their house, they can search for a realtor. They can search my name, Maggie Fromm in Zillow, and they can see how many houses I've sold, where I've sold, what my reviews are, what I, you know, my profile. Um, And it's something that is a service that Zillow has. And all the other, all the sites have it too. Realtor.com has it. Um, I'm sure I have one on HomeSnap. There's all these, there's all these sites, but it's just a lot to keep up with yeah. and I just don't I just choose to go with like the bigger players. Yeah. You just trust that your service is five stars and yep. the people are gonna just respond accordingly. Yep. Um yep. 
that made me think even Facebook, like if you have a Facebook page, you can get reviews there. I do or have at least a Facebook they, page. They've changed that model a little bit. Now it's like a rating, but it used yeah. to be you could just do the same sort yep. of five star, yep. one to five star kind of thing and, and leave commentary about it. Um, even if you have a Facebook Marketplace account, you have a seller rating. I know. You know? Well, you know, because <laughs> you're probably five I'm stars junkie. on there. <laughs> um, yeah, but I do look at, you know, these are, these things matter because, like, they inform people's decisions about whether they're going to work or purchase from you, you know, work with you or purchase from you for better or worse. And so we, we, at Storied, we're really proud of the high rating we have. We read the reviews. And when a five-star review comes in, and this happens a lot more commonly than I like, when a review comes in and it's like five stars, I love that. But if there's no commentary on it, they haven't said anything, then I'm also a little bit like, man, oh, I'm happy about that. Sorry there wasn't anything too noteworthy or like who knows where they're coming from when they don't say something about it. But it also makes us wonder like, wow, what, what happened in that experience to, to make it so good? And so we're almost left wondering sometimes like what are we doing right you know, when we get those high reviews. And then other times when people do leave helpful commentary, I always appreciate that because it helps us like check, yeah. make sure we're checking the right boxes. And then I'm not saying I hate low reviews. Um, it's hard to maintain such a high mark on reviews. And so one stars kill us, two stars, Have three you gotten stars. a one star? We've got, there's a couple there, sure. Um you know, sometimes here's there's another interesting thing in review world where sometimes it's hard to tell if a review is real. And I'm not saying we've got a lot of that, but there's definitely been some over the years where it's like, ah, this feels fake, or they named a name of someone who's not even in our business. One time we got a review, check this out. Somebody was like, there was hair in my coffee. And then they said um, that the barista was, they literally used a word that was like content, like, a synonym of contentious. It was like they um, almost had an altercation. I think they used mm. the word altercation. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then they were like, I couldn't read their name tag, but I think it started with C. And I was like, dude, we don't even, there's no name tags that storied. So then I was like, is this a real review? Um, actually, I think that was a two-star. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to maintaining some level of yeah. something against, was that even a real review? I don't know. So stuff like that goes on. But by and large, um, we're just very, fortunate to have yeah. the, the kind of reviews we have and the generous like customers and, and community that that surrounds storied but it makes me think because you know that you can't take that for granted and that's i think maybe something that makes this whole thing interesting to me like what are people looking for in an experience that's going to lead to them leaving and coming back well yes but i mean leaving a five-star review got it what about an experience is going to one, leave them feeling that good, but and two, motivate them to take a step toward to like go out yeah, of their way to, to write something or even just tap those five stars. I almost value, and this could be controversial, but I almost value repeat business more than I value reviews because to me, if somebody wants to work with me again, that shows that they had a good experience yeah. first time around. Yeah, that's a, that's the biggest compliment that somebody can give me. That's a great point. I mean, if you have poor service, like there's a only a short window of of recovery with right. that, you know. So, um, yeah, people repeat business 
that's a, that's a great indication that you're doing something right. Um, the point of like good reviews is so that you'll get new business, right? More than I think any anything else. Mm-hmm. And then the new business, you know, if they know you have a favorable reputation, that can lead to a repeat business. So yeah, you want to create I think it raving all kind fans. of feeds itself. Yeah, but repeat business definitely something to be desired and a good indication of personal improvement. But I don't know. There's something about like when someone has such a good experience, they're they're like compelled yep. <laughs> to leave, uh, to tell others about it. There's a book called The Power of Moments. Have you heard of it? I don't think so. I'm School not going to go, this isn't going to be like a book review, but it basically is Storied book club. about, maybe we could do it under book club, but it, it's about creating memories and creating moments for people that will like stick in their mind when they have an experience with you. So he talks about these That's so businesses that their whole business revolves around making memories. Oh my and gosh. so when somebody comes to their, there's this the story right in the beginning of the book that there's this hotel and at this hotel has what's called the popsicle hotline. And it's not like a fancy hotel. It's like kind of like a podunk hotel, but their thing is when you ring the bell, Somebody comes in a suit and a silver tray with a popsicle. You're joking. By the pool. That's and so that sick. is the service. And so people flock to this hotel because they want to experience the popsicle hotline. And so they get all these amazing reviews because people are are making such amazing memories. And so the whole point of having a business with your business is creating memorable experiences for people so that they never forget you. That's crazy. Yep. That sounds like a book that I I need to read, but you also need to it read sounds it. like I have actually already read that. The Power of Moments, I <laughs> think is the what the book is called. Moments, dude. Okay, do you know what Story's mission statement is? Right um, now. Well, okay, Every mission's... cup tells a story. No. That's our that's our quote-unquote tagline, oh. all right? And actually the tagline is always evolving. Um That was a trick question that w- then. That was the original tagline. Well, that's what's and on it's my still cup. True. It's yes, you have an OG cup. It's still true. However, um w- over time Stories I changed poured memories served or something like that. Tales told cup by cup, okay? <laughs> wow. That's still just the tagline though. Literally, here's what I say. Here's what I say stories like why we exist. We exist to provide for memorable experiences. Through specialty coffee, milk teas, and more. That is that's your mission statement. That's the phrase. Well, I don't know if that's actually a mission statement. There's a lot to be said about mission statements, how to frame them, what their purpose is, what they accomplish, and what truly makes a mission statement. I think there's probably a range of opinions on that. Um, but I, but yes, I have said it as a mission statement. But even more to the point, I call it sometimes. I sometimes I use it as a synonym this idea of a, an existence statement. For what that's interesting. worth. So, and when you frame things that way, it can just be an interesting way to, to think about things. But what I say is we exist to, story it exists to provide for memorable experiences through specialty coffee, milk teas, and more. And so the idea there, and this is why I love that this book exists. <laughs> you said uh, the, mo- what you say? The power of the moments. The power of moments. Okay. Um, yeah, I so agree with that. That's what, storied is all about the whole idea of storied 
Um, shout out to Chris, who is probably going to hear this on Audible, which, by the way, apparently you can hear podcasts on Audible. So she came into the shop the other day. She's like, oh, I was listening to your podcast, and I'm waiting for the story behind the name Storied. So not to talk about a story the whole time. We're still going to talk about five-star reviews, but this one's for Chris. <laughs> um, the idea of the name Storied comes from that kitschy notion, every cup tells a story. But more so, it's rooted in the, the concept of, it's kind of conceptual, this idea that we want, we want experiences. And when we go to a coffee shop or we go to like the same place in our lives on repeat or we have our routines, it's because there's a meaningful thing happening there or there's the potential for a meaningful moment. And that's something that I think coffee shops encapsulate maybe more than anything for people. And that's been true for me. And I think that's that's what I was latching onto when I was like, I want to open a coffee shop. But what we want to do is celebrate the moments that people are the moments that people are are having. And then the people who are having those moments, they're trying to infuse those moments with coffee. So for instance, you're about to hit the road for a road trip. You're gonna stop at a coffee shop, your coffee shop, and grab a cold brew or a latte or a donut or whatever. You know what I mean? If you're on the way to work, so many people, same place every day or every few days. Cause that's like they've got this routine, they've got this story of their life, but they're 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 infusing it with this this experience at the coffee shop. I think that happens so often. And so for me, I boiled that down to every cup is telling this this of this experience. Every cup is telling of this experience. Um, and so storied is like, we don't want to take those that for granted. We want to recognize that people are coming in here to have a moment. People are coming in here to share a moment with themselves or with a friend or with a barista, you know, or with a cup of coffee, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the, the concept of story, the name storied came from was capturing that whole thing that you just said, this book is about. <laughs> and uh, so I'm actually stoked that that's sort yeah. of a resonant idea that's, yeah. I think, out there. And I think that that is the kind of thing when we tap into it, when we're like firing on all cylinders at, at the shop or on a, in a work day when people are coming in, when I'm doing my best work, it's when I'm engaging people in their moment that they're in and trying to like step in their shoes or just empathize and, and be in that moment with them instead of just taking it for, for granted, which I think is what so many business experiences are like, is yeah. just getting taken for granted. For sure. Okay, that's a lot. But That was, that was beautiful, Rich. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was. Um, so, okay, all right. Well, here's what I think goes into my sense of a five-star experience. It's when... It's when people don't take me for granted <laughs> as a consumer. They, um, they appreciate, so I, I, usually I like the appreciation. We love when the appreciation is there. We love when the product is quality and um, thoughtfully prepared, consistent. If it's the same place I'm going to a lot, um, usually... The overall experience for me, if it's five stars, it comes down to just like I'm getting the, I'm getting a thoughtful 
experience from top to bottom. Thoughtful meaning like they thought about my experience from the time I entered the door, maybe even the time I entered the parking lot, I don't know. They thought about my experience and they tried to make it good for me, knowing, expecting me to be there, whomever I am, you know, but like right. expecting a person to be there. They, they thought about it from top to bottom and they thought about everything it would take to make that whole experience, and I use the word experience, um, memorable. Let me ask you, let me ask you this real talk. Do you think that storied? No, (laughs) sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Do you think that storied is a five-star experience? Dude, I honestly, I mean, now look, we're our own worst critics, right? Of course. Biggest critics. And so sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, it's just, a, such a good question. And this is why I think about this kind of thing. If that's what you expect from other businesses. It's not what I expect, actually. Oh. I expect much less because oh. I don't expect people to be so thoughtful. <laughs> okay, but but something that makes a five-star experience for you, do, do you ever think about what makes a five-star experience for you, offering that to your customers? We try to, within our limitations. And that's why I hesitate. That's why I struggle. It's hard for a place to offer a five-star experience when people are run ragged, when you can't afford nicer things, when your chairs are breaking or like, you know, whatever. Whatever it is. Like for me, we've always worked with extreme limitations financially. Um, and not to go into all that right now, but that those things have we've been owner operated since day one we still are in fact we took our staff and made one of them an owner just because like we couldn't afford them as staff you know <laughs> um shout out to <laughs> shout out to abby yeah. yeah heck yeah i didn't know yeah yeah shout out sure. to abby so uh we'll talk about stories ownership yeah. and, and the structure in the, in the future but um yes so one of the things that i've like one of my biggest regrets has been we, ex- we, we built this thing. Our vision originally was very much to three values, right? Quality, craft, and we should say customer connection. Now we don't say customer anymore. We don't use that word. We say guest. But quality, craft, connection, okay? It's got, a liter- it's got alliteration. That's cool. But, the, but actually, I know connection is at the end because it sounds the best at the end, but it's actually value number one connection with people because I think I'm really convinced that people who go anywhere with any business experience, anything transactional, I mean, unless you're shopping online, maybe, but like you go somewhere physically, you want more than a cup of coffee. You want, you want more than what you're paying for. You want connection. You want a human experience with someone and you want your money to get you the physical thing you need, but also like the human connection you actually need. (laughs) Uh, That's what I think people are looking for. And when I go places and I don't get that and I get a crappy cup of coffee, it's just like they not made. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so dissatisfying and dissatisfying. Yeah. Unsatisfying. Um, So, Knowing that, trying to work through that as story, it has been a really interesting experience um, because we don't, when you're an owner operator, I mean, shout out to the small business owners who know that you wear every hat when you can't afford to let other people wear the hats. And when that happens, things just fall through the cracks and eventually you run out of the energy 
that inspired your vision and allowed you to carry out your vision, you know? And so from the early days, we just were, were busier than we could handle and it became a lot to manage really quick. And so, you know, investing in, in those connections became something that, that kind of fell to the wayside more than I love to admit and definitely more than I wanted to see. And I think that it's been a struggle to keep up with that or, or, or reverse that course. Um, and so I've even wondered, like, I've even wondered, you know, because we, we used to see certain people and then we would, and this happens in the life cycle of every business, I'm sure, but like you, you see some regulars and then you see, suddenly you don't see those regulars and maybe you have new regulars, but for whatever reason, storied was a, was a season for somebody. And I always wonder if for some folks, like our failure to connect and really be who we said we were is the reason why they dropped off. No, I think you're being way too hard on yourself. I don't know, dude. I, I actually feel, I mean, feel free to talk me off the ledge, but I feel pretty strongly. I mean, I don't, I'm not I think we've done well. I feel like, I think we've done maybe the best we could. So I'm not trying to say it was unavoidable. I just, I just wonder, but I'm interested in your perspective, but I just, I wonder if for some folks, if we had connected better Reach with Reach out them, to those people. I mean, I, you know, it's, you know who they are. I'm pretty I'm sure, sure I have you a can couple figure, faces in mind, but wouldn't like, Wouldn't that not, be like a five-star experience if my coffee shop owner who I used to regularly go to sent me a DM or sent me a text or sent me an email or snail mail, whatever it is, and just a, a postcard. <laughs> it was like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Hope you're doing well. Here's a free cup of coffee. Wow. You know what? I act, literally have actually thought of something like that. Well, well I know. It's Add so it to un, the list, but do it. It's so untransactional. I know. Zero expectation. Presuming that you don't do it as a show and like this is no, actually transactional. No, of course not. No. <laughs> Behind the scenes. But... No, being the kind of person I am, that's just that's just the kind of unorthodox way of doing business that I actually would yeah. want to do that. I don't know what's kept me from doing it. Maybe wearing all the other hats too. Sure. But well, of course. That's an interesting, that's a fun idea. I'm sure there's probably a yeah, handful wow. of people. That reminds me of, of a that reminds me of a whole business approach that I heard someone talk to but talk about doing that. DMing people. In this day and age, though, I mean that that gets a little dicey, and not to talk, not not to get us off way off yeah. the track here, but you know, I'm still a dude, and you can't just be messaging yeah. everybody out here. I mean, it no, depends on what you, you say. No, but you can create in Canva postcards, and you can send it to someone and say free coffee on us. He, he, Haven't he, seen you in a while. Yeah, I'd have to. Print the f- postcard and then take a photo of it and then DM it. DM it because whose address do I have? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, that's an interesting idea. That's an interesting idea. But it gets to the point of, well, first of all, I'm answering your question, which was, <laughs> is story living up to this 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 expectation of ourselves or this vision? And I mean, what business is living up to its own expectation? I don't know. If you are out there like running yeah. a business and you're crushing it More in power. your own mind, yeah, please. Um, 
shout yourself out and yeah. uh, send us a message because I'd love how? to also Please tell us shout how you you're out. doing it. Uh, yeah, we actually would be interested in that perspective. You know, um, if 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 you are running a business or whatever creative pursuit you're doing. I've started using the language of, um, what is it, creative ventures. Yeah. If you've got a creative venture going on and you are getting good feedback and and have a sense of what is going into your five-star service, we'd actually love to hear more about that because there's probably, this could be an ongoing conversation. Um, we need to have Becca on this podcast. You're so right. Becca, anyway. Shout out to her yeah. new business, Rebecca Loomis Branding. Yeah. Right? Yep. Did I say that right? Rebecca Loomis Branding. Okay. She's the bomb. She hooked us up with our, our photos for this. Yep. Um, I know we've shouted out her out before, but that was more like her photography. other photography. And this is like her branding yep. photography slash branding business. Yep. Um, all right. So did I answer your question? Yes. Are we did. living up to our expectations of ourselves? You gave me the shortened Not version really. and the long version. But listen, 2023, dude, 24, we're coming for you. All right. Yeah. This is th- new year, new story, except. We're halfway into this year almost. Doesn't matter. But still, we came into this year. Well, we came into this second quarter. <laughs> Ready for action. Yeah. So uh, You did have a kid earlier this year. That's what I mean. But having the kid. Shout out to Oliver. Yes. Having the kid allowed me to step away in a, in a way I've never been able to do in five years. I was like forced to not go to work in the physical business where you can't think and like you can't be creative and think and run the register and make espresso at the same time necessarily. It's it's hard to do or like do taxes. It's hard to do all that yep. stuff when you're actually also physically present in the shop. And so many people know that reality. And I see you and I, I feel that <laughs> for you uh, and with you. And um, so I had a couple months to just step back and like really look at, first of all, the financial reality of our business. And that helped us make some... Strategic. Strategic and hard and like real decisions. But it also gave me a little bit of like a breath of fresh air of, you know what? Storied is a concept I love. I've, people seem to vibe with it. And even though we live in the smallest town in the world <laughs> with the fewest <laughs> people possible, um, or so I, you know, that's such an exaggeration. But even though we struggle with like low volume, we think this thing is bigger than us and if we can just nurture it (laughs) for long enough I think it's really gonna like we believe in it in such a way that like five years in we're still actually more psyched than ever about what storied could be um and what it could become and so we're just trying to hold on to that Abby is Abby coming in as an owner is a big part of new possibilities um she's only been with us since August in that capacity and this so less is, than a year yeah less than a year this is may right now so um just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but she's like she's with me you know she's and, and that's why she's an owner she's she sees storied potential and uh and so we're actually really excited about all the possibilities in the future um the financial reality isn't quite there right now but, but it's better look out for that five-star service coming at you all right if it wasn't there before coming for you it can only go up from here i'm not going to say when it's coming for you but it's it's coming for you because that's the way we're starting to think that's why we're having this conversation because i've been thinking about what's a five-star experience you know and how do we how do we own that and like push ourselves to that every time how do we make every experience that kind of memorable 
five-star level experience. Okay, that's enough for me. You say any more on that that you got, or else we can pull up some thoughts because some people no, let's pull gave up, us feedback. Let's pull up our feedback. Cool. Which is not to say we're going to go to our pages and read our, our reviews. Um, no, no, we're going to, we, what we're doing now is we put out a question on Instagram and we had several people answer the question on the sticker that we had. And so we're not going to say every single one of the responses because it'd be like so overwhelming. Just kidding. We well, there aren't actually that many <laughs> didn't responses. Have that many responses. <laughs> but, but, um, we can. We we're can already forty give. minutes deep. So all right, all right. So, well, the but listen. People love us now. All right, we're six. This is like episode seven. seven. Okay, so I mean, look, if they yeah. can cut out if they gotta, or you know, two part it for yourself, whatever. Totally. Whatever it is. Totally. Not that we're gonna go that much longer. No, we're not. <laughs> but we are gonna get into some of these thoughts from other people. So, I posted a question. Well, you posted. Where, do you want to start? Or My want- question was, I think we both posted the same yep. idea, just maybe in different words. And I posted to the story page, and then you, I think we shared it different places, and you yep. posted to your page. In other words, we posted to our business pages and asked kind of the same question two different ways. I asked what makes a, f- what? a five-star experience. I don't even know how I asked that. <laughs> You said it could be any industry. What makes something a five-star experience? Yeah, what makes something a five-star experience for you, any industry? Just just to get people not thinking like, oh, this coffee shop is asking me about this. Right. It's more like when you have five-star service, what is going yeah. into that? Which I think was a little bit too broad of a question, but it's okay. We got some responses. Well, Unless okay. you got a ton. No, no, I just don't know if that was too broad. Like I wanted the broad, I wanted the open-endedness to lead people. So the responses that I got were how you are treated. So somebody's will somebody's impression of a five-star experience in any industry is how they are treated. How they are treated. Yep. Okay. And another person responded and said, attention to details. Interesting. Okay. Attention to details, which um, that's kind of like the same thought I was saying before, you know, thoughtful from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Anything else? I reposted the question and made it a little bit more specific. And I said, where have you had a five-star experience? Um. And these are some of the responses I got storied. Stop. That wasn't me. Oh, well. <laughs> it was an actual response. Thanks. Uh, Arthur's. Nice. Um, True. I have. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, someone replied and said, fellow, the coffee uh, pour over kettle. They had an issue with their kettle and fellow had great customer service yeah. and made it right. Cool. Um. And then I got some responses from people who had five-star experiences at resorts and hotels. So someone said Aruba. I'm assuming it was like a resort somewhere yeah. in Aruba. And Bald Head Island was another one where people had cool. five-star experience. When you posted it, you did have a photo. It was You were impo- superimposing over a photo of, of a, like a beach, beach or an, resort sort I of know, vibe. I know. I was... But it's not like you got all responses about people's totally. vacations. I got. You know? I was and looking that is, for a generic enough kind of thing. 
photo, but yeah, I hear you. I thought of that. Um, that's such an interesting note about fellow. Is that someone you've talked to about fellow? Like, did they already have no, that? No, it, it was a, f- a friend of mine. And they just randomly responded with, oh, Fe- this company. Yeah. Wow, shout out to fellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fellow is a uh, not a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah. But hey, if you want to. Um, no, just kidding. They are like a specialty. Um, Kettle. Drinkware and equipment, brewing oh. equipment uh, company. So... In other words, they definitely had a booth at the Specialty Coffee Expo, oh, and they do every year. And um, it's a five-star booth, dude. It looks good. They are engaging. They have um, they do a little like ring toss game. So they cool. set up a bunch of their like teacups, and then they give you these things, and you have to toss it and try to get it in the cup. And if you do, you win one. And we didn't do it this year. The line was so long, but Christine actually won. I don't know if I won it or if she won it, but we won one of the cups from the last so year's cool. expo. We did so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just that's the degree to which like a a good company is is going to take things. It's like, hey, we're we're out here doing this like one off ex- experience for people, but we're going to make it engaging. We're going to make it memorable, and that's that's what we're talking about. Shout out. Um, what responses did you have? Okay. Also, attention to detail. <laughs> I wonder if. <laughs> That's the same person for you. Maybe. Um, folks going the extra mile, consistency, care, good product. That's all from one person. So attention to detail, going the extra mile, consistency, care, consistency. good product. Hmm. Yeah. Um, That's hard. Then another one said personalization. Carefully listening to and genuinely responding to an individual's needs. Um. Becca actually said consistency as well in a standalone <laughs> response. Um, another thought was under promise, over deliver, which I mean, <laughs> I try to be the king of that actually. Yep. That is pretty much my MO. I don't want to sell you too big of an idea, but then I I want to just crush it when I'm interacting with you. <laughs> um, somebody else just literally said customer service. Someone else said Great customer service. And I actually responded to both those people and tried to get their thoughts on what, how do you define customer service? So uh, somebody said, if I frequent a place, I said, what are some features of customer service? How would you begin to define it? And what extra features might make the service great? That was the follow-up question to someone who said customer service. And they wrote, if I frequent a place, I like when they remember my name, or engage in small talk, or give me a compliment. Hmm. Just even a greeting as I enter. Smiling helps if they're not going to talk. And then giving me a minute to look at the menu if I need to, not rushing me. Which, love all that. So I'm just trying to take all these kinds of like ideas. That's and, great and, feedback. Yeah. That's gold. I know. That's actually pretty insightful. For me as a business, that owner. should be like and y'all out there <laughs> printed and put on like, you know, onboarding. Yeah, you're, you're maybe not wrong. Yeah, this you is know? actually kind of like that's gold. This is so. I mean, maybe this is helpful for people, and uh, that's always our that's always our goal is to be helpful for people. Um, what we're hearing is that people look for. Uh, okay, well, here's the last thought. Whatever the opposite of complacency is. Also, creativity and originality go a long way. Hmm. 
So I'm hearing things like personalization, tailor it to the person at hand, which I was saying before, don't take people for granted. Every person who comes to your, to your three door is, is different. They're, they're expecting a different thing from you, kind of, but then also they're expecting the same thing from you. Um, so chew on that. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm highlighting that personalization feature of like great service is like the way and the way I like to frame it just for myself, don't take people for granted. Don't take mm. that you have customers for granted. Don't take that you have good products for granted, you know, which I never do. My motto is good coffee is not an accident, but really good anything is not an accident. Um, going the extra mile. I don't Gonna know. Gonna pull that quote for the Instagram. Please do. Folks going the <laughs> extra mile. Um, good anything is not an accident. You heard it here first. That can look a lot of different ways. No, oh, yeah, of and course. that kind of is like based on you know what's what's happening for someone in your shop. You know, go the extra mile. Like someone could spill their drink, and you're like, oh, please don't worry about it. We'll get it. You know, get the paper towels going, or just do what you can. Um, go the extra mile on like recommending drinks, talking through things. I like to keep things. One of my just like personality things that I bring to any service experience is like I love to keep things conversational. And I love to keep people engaged in that way because it's one, it keeps things interesting. When you're doing the same thing every day for five years or just like most days, <laughs> you know, you got to keep it interesting for yourself. So even if I see the same person every day or every week, I try to not have the same conversation every time. Um, if I know their name, then I know their name. If I don't know their name, I try to conversationally ask them their name again. Like, oh, could you please remind me your name? Or what's your name again? And just whatever the tone, however I can take the tone and like ask the question and, uh, and try not to be too scripted about it, even though we do ask every customer's name. We try to uh, pretty much every time. So we either know their name or we don't know their name and we try to remember it. We try to learn it by continuing to ask it. That's a gift. To remember people's names when yeah, you have yeah, so yeah. many people coming and going. I definitely don't sleep well enough to be as good as that as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would definitely enjoy the, the challenge of, of remembering people's name. Um, but uh, side note, you have to ask first before you can know their name. And in my experience, in too many places I've gone, I've been a frequent or frequent enough visitor. We're talking years going to the same place. Nobody's ever asked. Nobody knows. Or maybe they know my name from, I don't know, Instagram stalking or some other way, mutual friend, who knows. But like, yeah, if I go somewhere and I think, I'm pretty sure you don't know my name after so many years, I'm like, that's that's the kind of service experience that's disappointing to me. That's not your best work, okay? Yeah. Uh, so there's a little freebie for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that's restaurant service, coffee shop counter, you know, my philosophy on that. That's not, you're a waiter or, yeah. what, you know, that's not, you're a waitress. I deal waiter, with a lot of people's names. Be asking everybody's names, uh, you know, at the, at the table. Like that just, I mean, okay, if you're going to get creative with that, that's one thing, but that's not what I'm saying. I have this trick that I, because I deal with so many people's names and faces and different industries across the board, I... I will put like a little note 
underneath like their name or their address or like, but like in, in their actual like first name, last name, and you know, there's a spot where you can write like a company. Sometimes I'll write their address or like how I know them or so when, because that you can search in your phone. So, or if like they call, like one time I had someone call me and I had no idea who they were, but I had a note underneath like the company and it was their address. And I was like, oh, and I just, I was able to answer the phone. Like, does it we pop up with that when it, mm-hmm. when it rings? Yeah. That's super smart. Yeah. I was wondering if you're like on the, like put them on speaker, like incognito no, speaker. And then like, you're like when, if in you the have background looking up the. No, company. if you have somebody's <laughs> number saved in your phone, if you write a note in the company section. Yeah. So if I have rich, Sarnacki, I could write sto- like storied sure. underneath it. It shows up that, that. It will show up as like storied in the, when it calls you. So sometimes cool. I'll put people's address in that spot. And then when they call me or their profession or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can put emojis next to people's names too. I think I know that. Yeah. That's probably also a good idea. Um, Super helpful. If you have multiple people in your phone of the same name. Y- yeah, well, Yes. So, okay, all right, all right, all right. What are you hearing people say they want from their five-star experiences? Well, I, quite honestly, I'm still digesting all the information that you just said. That was a lot. What are the... I think our listeners probably are too. Okay, all right. But, but are you are you asking me about like, my opinion of a five-star experience? Well, I am interested in that, but I'm also just asking, like, what based on the responses we did get, what are what do people seem to be saying? And I was summing um, up a little bit from my point of view. Just, like, how would we summarize the overall, here's our, here's our, here's okay, the house coffee definition of a five-star experience based on ours slash users' feedback. I got it. It's not about us. It's about... You, your customer, your business is not about you. Oh my gosh, dude. It's not about us. Uh, It's about you. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded more dramatic or came out as more dramatic than I meant to. But but really, when it boils (laughs) down to it, though, like... You know, your business is not about you. It's about your customers. See, you know what, dude? That's actually so hard to accept, but the best marketing people are going to are gonna school you with that. They're going to tell you that's actually the reality. If you are telling people um, all about yourself in your marketing, and this is why marketing is so hard for me. <laughs> um if you're telling people all about yourself and like how great your stuff is and your product and whatever, I mean that's one way. Okay, that's one way to market. Maybe it's not right or wrong. That's a way to to market is focus on you and try to sell yourself to people. But a different way to frame it, and this is a this is a concept I've I'm learning. I've learned it's a framework that I'm. Um, I'll, I'll just shout out Donald Miller and the whole story brand framework. He takes things. And reframes it from the perspective, the point of view of your customer. Your stuff is great. That's true. But the focus, you're trying to sell somebody else. You know, you want them to see themselves as the hero. And I was even talking to you about this stuff when we were talking about how to frame this podcast. Because I was like, 
I was like, how can we center the our listeners and not, you know, us, us? even though like, w- and, and this is the challenge for a business owner. You're motivated to start your project because of your interests and, um, and like your impacts you can make on the world. And all that is so true. But then you have to somehow internalize all of that and then reframe the whole thing. This is why I hate marketing. <laughs> yeah. It's so challenging. Then you have to reframe the whole thing so that somebody else is actually the focus of everything that you are excited about. That's that's mind-bending. Yeah. So he uses this, and I hope I'm not, like, ripping this off or... I mean, it's public. This is public. He wrote a book. I think this is out there. I'm not saying this is my stuff or even telling you the yeah. whole thing. Um, okay, he frames things. It's a, this is education. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he uh, he frames things so that you want to center your customers as the hero of a story, and you are the guide. Your business, your product, your experience, you're the guide and you're going to be helping someone go from zero to hero through their journeying with you or with your product. And so you want to be able to frame things so that they are, um, so that they see themselves as like life, kind of how it sucks without you and your stuff. And then you want to show the path to how um, things are going to be better by working with you. And then you want to create a vision for them of the better life they're going to have after they've worked with you. So that's the whole like story brand framework that I'm trying to um, just just think out and, and try to like measure story in our things against a little bit. Um, and, and starting this brand, House Coffee, kind of from scratch, gives me a, an opportunity, gives me, us an opportunity to do that kind of from the ground up. Or just at yeah. least try to put that into practice a little bit. Um, so there, again, different ways to talk, think about how you're going to present your product, yourself, your stuff to other people. But um, that is something that it's, it's riffing off of your point. It's not about you. Your business is not about you. It's hard to accept that and it's hard to um, market from that point of view. But like the more that, that other people feel like your business is about them, I think the more successful yeah. You'll be other people talk about you know you're selling you're ultimately selling people a feeling. You're not selling them a product. You're selling them the feeling your product is going to give them. 100%. So all of that or your experience is going to give them. This has given me a lot to think about yeah. for my own business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so all of this is like stuff to tap into. And yeah. then when you ask me like how is story doing with all this? I'm like, dude, yeah, I got a I got a a lot of theory for you, but, yeah. You know, putting it into practice—that's the whole different execution is tough. It's a whole different thing. I think that's all we have time for today. I mean, it could be that's, that's some heavy stuff right at the end for you, but I had a whole story plan to tell. Oh, dude! But we don't have time. Rip. Next time. It's not a part two, is it? I don't know. Maybe. Something that I think can happen with our podcast. I'm actually like, I like this idea a lot. I don't think I've said this out loud. To, I don't know if I've said this out loud at I all. I don't have. think I've said it on the podcast. This is just my like personal interest with with podcasting. Is like I've said I have said you know I want to be processing through things and like talking about our experiences, engaging with people's ideas, and uh, and then I kind of see us like having like leapfrog conversations. You know, like yeah. like one episode we talk about this, but then the next episode we could revisit that other thing and it's like it's just like a bunch of different conversations that we're kind of always having 
and yep. just like we can revisit something and bring it out again. I mean, that's kind of like real life of how we became friends. Yeah. It's just like our real life. Now we're just recording it on the microphone. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a great idea. And it doesn't have to be like, okay, part one today and part two next week. It's yeah. like, it's like, hey, remember when we talked about the other thing? Well, let's talk about that again. Yeah. <laughs> In this, with this new information or whatever. Um, that's that's one way I've thought I'm fine about with this, that. this podcast working out over time. Audience, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. It's all about them. That's so true. And I don't. I'm not being facetious. You know what? You're so right. This could be the worst idea I ever had. And uh, if anyone says that, I'll just be like, totally, yeah, definitely yeah, we want, forget everything I said. We want those five stars, right? <laughs> so shout out to people who have left us there have five been star reviews. reviews. Yes, we appreciate that. And, and if you are enjoying it, definitely. And this is our shameless plug to give us five stars if you are enjoying this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Exactly. Um, I don't know how that works on all the various po- platforms we're on. Wherever you listen. I'm not listen. even sure what all the platforms we're on But are, I guess but we're on Audible. I guess you can listen to podcasts on Audible. Apple, so. Spotify. And yep. those are the things that I know for certain. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah. Cool. All right, well, we Great don't chat. know what we're talking about next week. So um, who knows what's going to happen between now and then. By It'll be good. It, dude, it'll be so good. I have to give a shout out to... Somebody I forgot to give a shout out to on the specialty coffee episode. Okay. Okay. I was supposed to shout out my new friend, Mike. Uh, Mike Molino, I believe is his last name. And he was sitting in the seat in front of me on the plane. We were in the back row. I had my Cat and Cloud hat on. It was facing forward. He turns around and he's like, oh, Cat and Cloud. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, meanwhile, this is the plane to, like, Chicago slash to Portland for the Specialty Coffee Expo. So I was like, oh, dude, are you going to the conference? He's like, no, I just like Cat and Cloud. I listen to their podcast. Oh, fun. And, and so I was like, wow, shout out to Cat and Cloud, whose mission is to just create, is to inspire connection. Sure. You know? And I'm like, wow, way to live it out, guys. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so inadvertently, like, making it happen just by me wearing this hat. But... But the fact that they do all they do led to this person resonating with them and 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 then having creating the kind of moment out there in the wild where somebody could just say, mm-hmm. hey. And we ended up having a cool conversation about business and you know, he his desire to be an entrepreneur in different ways and uh and then got his number and who knows, dude, who knows where that's gonna go. All right, but Either way, shout Making out to connections. Mike, who um, I said I was going to shout him out, so <laughs> then I forgot. Two episodes later. Yeah, hey. That's my life. Lag time of two episodes. So true. <laughs> All right, well, we got to go. I got to go give the kid a bath. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll cool. catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far to the end of the episode, and truly from the bottom of our hearts, we really appreciate our listeners and our supporters. Yeah, this is the longest one yet, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But um, we covered a lot of ground. So, For sure. all right. Thank you. Love y'all. Later.